Have you ever wondered why some young people choose to end their lives? Ever wondered who they are and who they left behind? Have you ever wanted to hear their stories? Would you like answers to these questions and many more? Welcome to Suicide Pages with Dr. Lulu. Her mission is to shine light on these young people, create awareness for, and educate the world on youth suicide. Opinions expressed in this podcast are those of Dr. Lulu and her guests. They are not a substitute for professional advice. If you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK or send a text to www.crisistextline.org. Now, here's Dr. Lulu. of Suicide Pages with Dr. Lulu, the podcast. How is everyone doing? It's a beautiful summer day. I'm here in Texas, chillaxing. And our next guest, I don't know where she is, she's going to tell us, but she looks very, very chillaxed. Her name is Vicki Fitch, and this here lady, you know, as a parent, the worst thing you can go through as a parent is to have a child with special needs. I know it. She knows it. She's going to paint a picture of her struggles and victory overcoming that path, that very, very lonely path of motherhood when you have a child with special needs. Her name is Ms. Vicki Fitch. She's an author. She's a speaker. And why wouldn't she be? She's got a story to tell. She's also, get this, an international business consultant. Oh, my goodness. The woman is making paper. She's got clients in seven countries. Hallelujah. So without further ado, I'm going to let Miss Vicky Fitch take it away. Miss Vicky, thank you so very much for what you do. Thank you so very much for carving up a little bit of time in your, I know it's a busy schedule to hang out with me and my listeners today on Suicide Pages, the podcast. So tell us about you, ma'am. I know I didn't talk about everything, but I'm sure there's more. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me, Dr. Lulu. I so appreciate it. And I think what you're doing is amazing, making sure that people understand. I mean, you blew me away a minute ago when we were chatting right before it started, telling me there's a suicide every 40 seconds. Yes, I got the chills. I saw it. You showed me your goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) So you're bringing awareness to something that's really near and dear to my heart and making sure that people, that we can start making a change. You know, we can, we need to band together and recognize the signs and and reach out and make sure that people know that they are loved, they are cared for, and that they are enough just the way they are. That's right. The current WHO statistics is one suicide every 40 seconds. Here's the catch, though. Every 40 seconds means about 800,000 deaths per year. But that study was from 2015 or 2016. So we don't even know what the numbers are this year. But I'll blow your mind some more. As at June 18, 2019, we've had over 5,000 deaths in young males aged 14 to 25, and over 1,200 deaths in young women aged 14 to 25. Just in the U.S. alone, if it's not an epidemic, pandemic, you name it, whatever, emic, 
I don't know what is. So yes, <laughs> I will definitely talk about it. <laughs> so yeah. help me God. And thank you for joining in the fight because indeed, if there's ever been a case of the laborers, a few, this is one of it. We need more people to, to get on the vineyard and get busy. Absolutely. And I'm so excited. You know, we were you know, sharing just a few minutes ago, I wrote a book called Evict the Bully in Your Head. And it's about the world feeling like they have NES, which is not enough syndrome. I love it. Right? Not, not, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough, not tall enough, not popular enough, not whatever enough. And that is what tends to drive kids when they feel lost and alone and hopeless that's when they tend to want to take their life or they've been bullied so badly that they figure their, their world would, the world would be better without them because they could stop the pain. The pain. Oh. You see, we said it at the same time. Yeah. I don't know anybody who's happy who wants out. I don't know anyone who's happy who wants out. Exactly. And whereas right. happy might be light word, but it takes tremendous anguish and pain and suffering for you to think that you're better off not being alive. So absolutely. I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's crushing. And, and, you know, having my, my son has Asperger's and he is amazing. He's very high functioning and he was getting bullied so badly that he sometimes at night would just cry and say, mom, I I don't want to wake up in the morning. I just don't, I don't want to do this anymore. It hurts too much. And as a mom, you know, I want to go do something. I want to fix something. And the only way that I found to help fix other people was to write this book and create what I call the You Are Enough campaign. And so I teach it in schools from preschool to college, teaching kids how to recognize their own value so they don't turn into the bullies, how to recognize their value so they believe in themselves and they don't want to hurt others and and encourage them to hurt themselves and they don't want to hurt themselves. And more so... I I came up with this idea. I believe in my heart of hearts that bullying, especially in schools, goes on and on and on because of the bystanders. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? If there was no one to cheer you on and videotape it and say, fight, 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 you'd be like uh, just a silly guy trying to beat up a vulnerable person. Mm-hmm. But once the victims, once the bystanders are there, they kind of feed that energy. And then the bully feels invincible. You know, mm-hmm. I and love that campaign. And it's awful. Like in, and I always tell, like, it's funny because I call myself the expert in empathy, right? Is that when people don't like to hear this, but I say, when the bully is attacking, I say, I'm, I, I, first of all, we don't accept unacceptable behavior. So what I'm about to say is preceded by the fact that we still, we don't accept it. But when we, what I call peek behind the curtain and see what made them that way. People aren't going to come out of the womb wanting to hurt other people. They don't come out of the womb ready to, you know, they just don't do that. Did you listen to my monologue? Because you, that's what I said. Every baby weighed six pounds, eight ounces or ish. Innocent. <laughs> my babies were 10 pounds, three ounces. So, okay. but <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I was just saying six pounds, eight ounces, except for Vicky's babies. About <laughs> ish. But you know what? They come out happy, just beautiful, bouncing babies. And then what happens to them? Life, mm-hmm. life happens to them and turns them into a, I don't know what. Right. But you know who I hold responsible? I hold you, the parent, responsible. Not you, Vicky. Mm-hmm. You, the parent who's listening to me because a lot of times, even before the child got to middle school, mm-hmm. they were two, they were four, they were six, they were in your home 
mm. unaffected by outside influences. What did you do? How did you do? You know what I mean? Mm. Your poor baby didn't, didn't make himself to have Asperger's. He deserved better. But someone else's child thought, your Asperger's is my joke, is, my, is the butt of my joke. Mm. How? What are you doing at home? How are you living your life at home to make your son think it's okay to bully someone who has Asperger's? Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, and I, I played that devil's advocate for a moment and peek behind the curtain of those parents and think what happened to the parents that they think it's okay or that they treated their child so poorly yes. and it just keeps going, which is why I wanted the URNF campaign to start in preschool. Amen. I have, I have these and you're going to laugh, but I know you're going to love it because I can totally see you in one of the costumes. <laughs> you know it. We do. <laughs> bring it. Bring this it. This thing with costumes, right? We costumes. And we have the Headspace heroes that are evicting the bullies in your head, right? And we have oh. Captain Confidence and Corporal Courage. And, we ha and then the bullies, the big three bullies are fear, doubt, and shame. Amen. Hallelujah. Right? Those three bullies. You know, I feel like you read my blog because I'm having, you think I I'm, didn't, but I think I have problems. Because <laughs> when I first quit medicine to start speaking, my first blog, Doctors Remember Your Why, I wrote there, I said, in as much as I'm going out to do this, my two closest friends, Fear and his close cousin, Doubt. Mm. Two of them together. I didn't have shame at that point, but you're right. Shame is their, their, their sister. She's big and heavy, that yes, one. She, yes, she don't she play. She crushes you. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. She's their big sister. Because mm -hmm. you know, you know, girl power. You know, we're subtle, but we'll get the job done. Mm, it's, wow, it's, that's amazing. Fear that, out. You are just dropping nuggets like, like gold. I love it. I love it. I knew this was going to be a fun interview. You know, it's funny. Somebody asked me, said, why do you want to talk about suicide? It's such a heavy topic. I said, I cannot think of anybody with a better personality to talk about suicide. Mm, right. I'm not coming at it with, oh my God. No, I'm coming at it as someone who's a survivor of suicidal ideation. Mm. And I'm trying to make it fun to know yeah. that it's not okay to leave this earth. There's so many things going for you. And then some, but look at this. And I was in the military, so I definitely identify with the captain and the corporal and all of that. I love it. I love it. Any general? <laughs> no, well, I can't tell you because this is part of my 12 books, 12 months series. I love, oh, wow. Eight has come out. You'll have to wait for the other okay. four. Okay. <laughs> well, we, we're going to talk about that in a minute because I want to know where your books are, the names of your books, where we can get them, kind of awesome. put, put you on blast. That's amazing. So do you want to tell us a little bit more about your son? Just a little bit more. How old is he? He is 17 now. He just turned 17. And, um, you know, he was the happiest kid in the world. And I want to share this with parents too, because they don't recognize that the suicide rate or the, the ideation of suicide in Asperger's kids um, is really, really high because they come, they tend to have a very high IQ. So they're very smart. And so they're, they're, they're able to do a lot of things, but they aren't able to articulate things the way they want to. Yeah. I love you, it. you guys can't, if you can't see her girlfriend is high-fiving and high-fiving <laughs> acknowledging that she's liking the content. Yes. I love it. Oh my God. And you knew it was a high-five too. You didn't think I was saying stop. I love your energy. You didn't, you didn't think I was saying stop. I was giving you a high-five. Yeah, I totally got oh, it. Oh, I love it. Yes. Yes. I have to tell you something though while you're at it about bullying. And you probably already know this. 56% of children who died by suicide were bullied. They didn't have oh. illness. So over half of the children who die by suicide were bullied. And majority of them were bullied relentlessly, mm -hmm. repeatedly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Stopping them. It's important that we know that for me, my biggest fight, when I say I, I, talk, I talk about youth suicide, my next line is usually with regards to how bullying affects youth suicide. Because bullying is a big thing. 
Mm-hmm. The big oh. thing for kids is not mental illness. 80 to 90% of people who have mental illness do not die by suicide. Mm-hmm. It's a combination of that mental illness, suicide, um, substance abuse, poor mm-hmm. support, poor family dynamics, poverty, racism, you name it. And then the cycle gets bigger and bigger. And then they mm-hmm. cave in because ultimately all of that adds to poor coping skills. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because what's, what's going to bend and break you is not going to bend and break me. Mm-hmm. But you don't know what's going to bend and break me. So you can't say, I-, I can't believe she killed herself because of that. You don't know what I can take. And you don't know what's behind my curtain. You don't exactly. know what I've been through. So you, you can't. And that's why we have to teach children, especially because they're the future, right? But adults have to learn it now. But we have to teach them to use empathy instead of apathy. I love we it. Are so apathy has become the you know, the way people deal with things, just like, oh, that's just the way it is. No, you tell us, girl. Boom. That. Oh, the phone? Yeah. Yes, the cell phone. Electronics? I call them. And like you said. No, go ahead. I I was going to say, I call them keyboard gangsters. They can go behind the screen and type, 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 type. Come out and let's talk mano a mano. No, but you have all your power behind the screen. I call call them keyboard cowards. Hello, exactly. You know? They do. They, they say things, but, but our children, like I said, they are in tune with, oh, if somebody's getting bullied, let me get my phone out. I mean, when I was a kid, right, I was the protector. I was really big. I'm six foot tall. And so I was really tall. Yeah, I am. Look, she got some I big eyes. Tell. I love your eyes. You're so expressive. Girl. I know. I, I can't tell because you're just sitting down with the mountains. Well, you're right. I'm sitting down. You're sitting down. You're like a whole head above me. That's true. Well, I, I'm six foot. And so as a kid, I was always the protector when people were getting bullied, you know, and because I didn't think that way. And, and, but my inclination was not to support somebody or to step back. But again, I don't judge others for being afraid of stepping up and standing out, which happens to be the book that just released last week. It's the sequel to Evict the Bully in Your Head, Own It, How to Step Up and Stand Out. Amen. To, to recognize, you know, it is scary to do that. I mean, it's scary to say, Hey, you know what? It's not okay. But most of the time, as you would know, statistics better than I, but when someone comes alongside you, hallelujah, everything changes. Even if it's the smallest person, even if it's the smallest person, the fact that someone said, Hey, don't do that. In the book, I talk about the two most powerful words in bullying is stop it. When somebody says stop it, it's like, it doesn't matter how small they are. And it gives the person that's being bullied courage. It yes. gives them courage because I say, hashtag Yana, you are not alone. And Amen. when people feel like they're not alone, they feel like they can make it through the worst things that are going on because it's no longer them against the world. It's them and one person. It doesn't matter if they're two feet tall or exactly. one feet tall. Exactly. It just changes the way we can relate. I have been looking for you my whole life because my whole thing Aww. in life is bullying. You know what the name of my bullying book is? It's called Don't Just Stand There, Do Something. Yes, ma'am. I love it. So I was having good I have to get your book. I'm speaking to the bystander. Don't just stand there. Please, for goodness sake, put this away, except if you're using it for evidence. But if you're doing it just mm-hmm. to be recording it, just to be telling people about it, put it away. Because you're going to do more. Shame on you. You're going to do more for me by saying the two words you said, stop it than by videoing and then saying, stop it. Because I might have lost an eye by the time you're done. You know what I mean? If you're bringing out your right, phone to, right. throw at my, to throw at my aggressor, yes. If you're using it as a weapon, mm-hmm. but not just to video. Yeah, it's, it's sad. And, 
but you know, again, we have to educate the kids because they, this is what they're learning. If they haven't watched bullying before they're experiencing it, then what do they get? Especially like someone with Asperger's, they're very concrete, literal, and they have to get a new data set. And if they see people getting bullied and people just standing around, that's what they're learning. Oh, that's what you do when that happens. Exactly. And so if we don't teach them the skills to say, stop it, walk away with that person, use your phone to call 911, do something, then we're not, we're not equipping them to make good choices. We're not equipping them. And in this book, one of the things I really want to tell you this, because we know that bullying creates that, but so does, so do predators, right? And predators, um, in, in the book, I call him uncle Ichabod because we need, kids need a way to express their concern about a person without having to say, I think they're bad. Like, because we, they, what, that's such a, you know, what does that even mean? You don't like them. They smell bad. They're this. So I call him Uncle Ichabod. And I tell the story in, in that book um, about my grandfather, who, who was my step-grandfather, who was an Uncle Ichabod. He was not a nice guy. And wow. so we have to give kids a voice, especially little ones, because we were real little. And my, I hated my grandpa. And he used to always say, come give grandpa some love. No, 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 no. I would be like, no, 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 no. I know. Yeah. And right. And so my mom and bless her heart, right. My mom's passed away, but my mom would always didn't want us to be rude, you know? Mm -hmm. So parenting back in the day, right. Was we Mm -hmm. got it. We have to raise our children to be polite. And so we were the very polite children. And, but I would do what she said. I'd give them kids. I'd run away as fast as I could. I was a strong willed child. (laughs) Yeah. But I complied and then got away. But I didn't know why I couldn't. Now, if, if, if I had read A Victor Bully in Your Head, and there's just a small section, I would say, that's Uncle Ichabod. Like, that's how it makes me feel. I don't know how to explain anything else because I'm little, but Uncle Ichabod, because it's very similar to the word icky, and they can get that. That mm-hmm. makes me feel icky. So, we, it, you know, because then later on, what happens? Those people feel like they're not good enough and not smart enough and not pretty enough because they feel like they've been tainted and they've been, you know, they've been used. And they, those people often want to commit suicide because just, they didn't yes. do anything. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ironically, the guest, I think my very first guest this morning, she was molested by the, the man that everyone in the whole family is like, oh, you're the man. And, you know, she spiraled out of control. She became a serial hitchhiker. Risky behavior, right? Yes. Very bad. Awful. Because she just never felt good enough anymore. She felt like there was something evil inside of her, she said. There was something wrong with her, and she's just like, whatever. You can do whatever you want anyway, because I'm not not worried. She she said she would just stay there, just lay there. Mm -hmm. Ah, I wanted to hug her over the, the, the... Right? Virtual hug, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I'm giving you one now because I love Thank I love you. you. I, I love what you're doing. Me too. I love, I love that. I love you I love too, girl. So much. Wow. So, ah, my goodness, that's amazing. How is your son doing? You know, he's doing well. He has. He still has difficult times sometimes. We um, he switched schools a few times. We actually did a private high school in our own home last year. Um, he's gonna try a regular high school this year, and we're gonna see how it goes. Is I'm not. I you, we had. We had a really, really bad experience in, in a charter school here in my area and where, and I want to share this because, you know, it's funny when it's happening to you at the time and you don't have any, you know, preface, I want people to know. So, you know, he was pantsed in one of his classrooms, right? And which is bad, but, what you know, we survived. What's that word? They, survived. What's, what's that word? they pulled his pants down. They took his oh pants and pulled God. them down in the classroom. Oh my goodness, I did not know that. Then this boy... 
wait till you hear the rest, right? The boy, they didn't get his underwear. So he made another pass and made sure that he exposed him to the entire classroom. Oh my So, God. right? So when I talked to the school about it, and I, this is parents, the reason I'm bringing, you the, bringing this up is because that, and you, you know, you can cut this out if you want, Dr. Lulu, that's sexual assault. If you pulled a girl's tube top down, they would put my son in jail. Like, right? I mean, he's only was only 15 or whatever, but it doesn't matter. But that's sexual assault. But it's a boy. And they tried to skirt it under the rug. And they, the boy was still at school. And I said, what is going on? And they said, well, um, well, we can't tell you what's going on because it's against the rules. And I said, well, he's still at school tormenting my child. So nothing, nothing important happened. And they said, well, it's called in-school suspension. I said, what does that mean? That's a word. He's still there tormenting my kid at, he's out on the playground or he's out playing basketball. Mm. So, you know, and my son yelled at me, mom, don't you dare. Cause I was going to call the police myself. I know. I right. Know. And he said, no, mom, cause it'll get worse. And I know that is so and true. So he and that I, is that is true. But, but we were talking and this is right. But we were talking that same child, that same, well, he's was nearly an adult. He tried, according to my son, and I don't have this verified, and that's why I will not say any names or anything, but tried to rape another girl at another school. I'm not so surprised because- I'm son, not either. My son went no, through- No, there's no consequence. He went through something similar. It wasn't with body parts being exposed or anything, but the guy said to him in the bus, when, your mother, when God made you, he, he left you in the oven too long and you, caught, you got burnt. And so my son said something else to him about his maternal unit was mentally deficient in whatever, I don't know, some big vocabulary. And then his child's mother was like, oh, my son, this is not like him. This is not like he doesn't do that. And the only reason I found out that he was being bullied is because the guy now went across and broke barriers because he went and took his glasses and broke his glasses. So this little guy comes in with no glasses. I'm like, dude, what, where are your, what, huh, who? Mm-hmm. Three weeks later, guess who got expelled from school for bringing a BB gun? Not my kid. So the kids that are going to be BAD, whether you want to call them that or not, are going to be. Now, I don't know what, again, like you said, what's the deal with the parents for allowing that kind of behavior? My, my baby son got in serious trouble because of something he did really, really bad. He took somebody's lunch in school. He's a bigger kid. And he felt he would just take the lunch just to be taking somebody's lunch. Oh, no, you don't. Honey, he got it from, he got it from his mother. I went to the school, right? in the school, like, like knee jerk, boom, boom. Let's talk about it. In the school where you did said act, you're not going to come mm-hmm. home and go to your room. We don't do that, you know, mm-hmm. and you can judge it how you like. But as his mother, as his single mother, by the way, because his father is not in the picture, posterity will not forgive me. If anything happens 10 years from now, well, you know, his mother raised him. Or oh, well, you know, mm. his mother, she, she, could have, she, didn't, she couldn't have done a better job or whatever. I don't want that. Mm. So it was slam dunk. Mm. And then when he started mm. getting bullied, I said, you know, now you know what it feels like to bully somebody? Now you know what it feels like to bully somebody? Poor son. You're poor son. That's humiliating. None of us want to go through that. Thank but the, the thing is that... You didn't opt for suicide because I, I don't know. I, I don't want to say that he could have, but some kids have done it with less, less humiliation. 
Exactly. And that's why if we gird these kids up with the right tools and tell them, you know, cause like I said, that's which bully is that that's fear of somebody doing it again, doubt in yourself. And like, is it your fault and shame because I'm ashamed of what happened. So these three big bullies are pummeling you. But when we replace them with the headspace heroes of captain confidence, corporal courage, hope, peace, love, and empathy, like it's a different picture because now we feel sorry for you. And it's like, Hey, my body is what it is. It, I, it's not cool that you saw it, but it's mine, you know, and the good Lord gave it to me and I'm just going to hang with it. And that's, I get that that's, that's big and bold, right? But that's what we need to teach them. So they're going to still feel it, but we got to teach them to get through it. One of the, the 12th book in the series is called Profit in the Pain. And so we always have to look at the, the terrible things we go through and find some way to profit out of it. So find some way to learn a lesson and grow and, and use that as something we can guide someone else. My son is a, a leader in, in young life. He tried to help kids, you know, encourage younger kids to um, make good choices. And, you know, it's like he's got a heart of gold. And so and he's been through some of these things. So now he can help them understand bullies. They're bullies. My, a friend of mine named Kevin Madison once said something that really made a difference in my life. Because we always hear the, the, the phrase, hurt people, hurt people, right? And one day Kevin says, hurt people don't hurt people. Like what? He says, hurt people that aren't heard hurt people. Three words changed my life because he's right. Because if they're reaching out and telling people what's going on and they're they're getting angry and stuff and no one's listening, no one's trying, no one's making the the change. If they're getting abused at home and they're, they're praying someone will help or make it stop. And they're, you know, they don't know how to communicate it. And so how are they communicating it by hitting people and being mad, and angry? That's the way they're speaking. And we have to look at them and say, something's going on. Yes. Kids don't, they don't come out of the womb like that. Something's going on. What can we do? That's right. You know, it's funny you said that because have you read my book? I haven't, sister, but so I'm going to. My book is called How to Raise Well-Rounded Children. And I have 16 principles. Okay. Confidence is one of them. Kindness is one of them. Gratitude mm-hmm. is one of them. Mindfulness hey. is one of them. Compassion is one of them. Empathy is one of them. I mean, it's like resilience is one of them. Perse- perseverance is one of them. And it's like, you want to put, those are building blocks. You got to build your babies with those things from when they are baby. Mm-hmm. Resilience, mm-hmm. especially resilience, because that's the one that's usually missing. Even in adults, just how to bounce back. We just, we don't, mm-hmm. we don't have that anymore as much as we did. And how to persevere and stay the course because mm-hmm. the pass. And I was telling my son when he went into middle school, I said, it's just four years. I promise you, before you know it, it's going to be over and you'll be going to high school. He's like, oh, mom. I said, now he's going to high school. And it's like, mm-hmm. I told you, those kids are going to go to a different high school. You're going to outgrow them. And 10 years from mm-hmm. now, 10 years from now, those bullies, none of them will be. They're going to be begging you for jobs. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. Exactly. So, oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Wow. So, what words of encouragement? One. Two, where can the listeners find you? And three, what projects are you doing now? And then four. If you have time, what's your favorite book, favorite go-to place, favorite music, favorite podcast, whatever, what favorite thing you do, even as the mother of this child, because a lot of times you're also helpless. You're there with your child in the gutter, let's face it. What, are you, what is it that you do? Is it exercise, running? What do you do to help you with those days when you're down? Because there are days when you're down. I just know it. What do you do? 
Well, that was a lot. I only got three, I know. three of the four. I don't remember what number two <laughs> was. Okay. But... All of them either, but I know that in the outcome. <laughs> good... um, so what was the first one? Incur... No, but I don't Words know. of encouragement for, for, those, for the other yeah. parents out okay. there gotcha. whose kids are being bullied and, you know, they don't know or they don't know what to do. Well, number one, I'm going to say you have to, I would get the book Evict the Bully in your head because it gives you, it gives fun and funny phrases, right? Because that's the thing that um, we, one of the things in there is that, that the reason things hurt us, right? And so the reason we get hurt and the reason that we're drawn to suicide as an option is because I call it the intimacy bubbles, right? And that we, we have this, the, the, the personal bubble, which is us. And then if you're a believer, then, then God is in there with you. And then you've got the intimate bubble where, where we've got people that we're intimate with, even if it's just intimate knowledge or, you know, private conversations, we got the BFF bubble, your close friends bubble, the family bubble. Anyway, the bubbles go out. But the thing is, is that we often feel a void. I call it a bubble void. And we bring people that are from the stranger zone and we bring them in really close. Like we allow them that close to our vulnerability. And so when they hurt us, you know, it's like, it, it feels like such a gut punch. We have to teach people, the kids. And I always say that person needs a bubble bump. And I teach them how to, you know, I teach the kids in school, a bubble bump doesn't mean they don't care about you. A bubble bump means I'm not letting you that close to my vulnerability. It means what you have to say until you learn how to speak to me with dignity and respect, you're going to the restricted zone and yeah. you ain't coming back in. Right. Yeah. And we got a character called Bobo and Bobo is the guardian of the bubbles and Bobo will make sure. And that's why bubble Bobo stands for bubbles one by one. So we, I always tell them, uh, do they need a bubble bump? And then my son, my other son, one day he goes, mom, this girl is a bubble stalker, you know, and a bubble stalker means that they want to get closer to you when you're trying to let them earn that respect and make sure that they deserve to come closer to your vulnerability, but they want in and they want in now. So it doesn't make them bad people. It just means they don't have, they don't understand because they obviously have a bubble void and they're trying to dig into yours. And so it gives this funny language to go, but he needs a bubble bump. I like, mm, that hurt you. Yeah, I hear that. Maybe he needs a bubble bump. Sounds like a little too close. Like he's making choices that are, aren't so good, you know, and, and it still so it gives them a way to talk. Right. So remember Yana, you are not alone. Yes, ma'am. And that you you have to step up and stand out for your kids, even when they tell you not to. And I know that's hard. Exactly. I agree but, with, I did that with my son. He was like, mom, mom, I said, mom, mom, nothing. We're going. And actually what I did was I rolled up in the house with my cousin, Boniqua and Bonquisha. And we knocked on the door like, uh -oh. mama to mama. Yes, honey. I, I, I did it. So help me God. And I talk about it all the time. I did it because I needed, to, I needed my son to see me as his ally unequivocally. Yes. That I'll do this for you, son. I needed him to not ever, ever think that there'll be one moment when I would not be his major cheerleader. He needed to hear that. And even Mom, if they don't. get mad at us, right? even if they get mad at us for standing up, yes. we have to talk to them and say, you know what? I get that it's uncomfortable for you right now, but I will always be there for you. And you may not like this now, but you're going to appreciate it later. And you're going to have to accept me for who I am. I am always going to have your back. Yes, and yes. and we've got to step up and not listen to the kids. Cause I know I listened to my child, mom, no, don't do anything. Don't do it. And that kid ended up trying to rape someone. Hello. And I feel that I could have Somehow. made more of a difference yes, if I would have, if I would have called the cops instead of letting the school, the school take with care this of ridiculous, it. Yes, you know, Cause they didn't take that little girl who almost got raped. We don't know what that did to her emotionally. 
We don't know because right. that's, that's an assault, sexual assault. And you know what happened to the boy? He tried it with his son and that gave him courage that I can, I can go the next step up. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. ISS. That's so bad. Slap on the wrist. So what is that? Yeah. Like, okay, well, that's like, three I'm days. not going to stop speeding. And he comes, out, he comes out of ISS with like in slow motion, looking like yeah. Reeves or something, you know, because it's like, oh, I'm, look at me. I'm so cool. Yeah, I know. He was making fun of him still on the playground in front of the other kid. He goes, want me to do it again? Like they're on the basketball court. You want me to do it again? And laughing at him. Oh. I'm serious. And they don't do anything. And it's just shameful. So when you said to encourage them, so even when your kids tell you not to do it, you need, you have to believe in yourself. And that's hard to do when you're watching your kid fall apart because you don't believe in yourself. You don't know what the heck you're thinking anymore. And we have to ground ourselves. And that's why I'm, I haven't read your book, Dr. Lulu, but I haven't, we seem to be on the same page and I'm sure it's got some great advice. Page. Yes, ma'am. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Did you and so that's my encouragement. Sorry. Uh, not my first book. No, I have a publisher, but they couldn't keep up with my 12 books, 12 months pro process. So I actually started my own publishing company. Oh, called really? Headspace Publishing House. I did. Eh? Right. Good. So, you know, you can't hold a girl down. If you can't give her what she wants, she's going to start it herself. Yeah, I love it. I love it. You <laughs> are killing it, girl. I love it. I love it. I love it. Wow. Thank you. Wow. Uh, so, yeah. So um, power to anyways. You. Thank you. You're so kind. Um, and you asked the next one, you asked where they could reach me or find out. So my website is Vicki Fitch, V-I-C-K-I-F-I-T-C-H.com. To see the 12 books, 12 months project, you can go to VickiFitch.com slash 5K. And that there's a map and you'll love it, girl, because it's a map of what's called Fitchipelago. And so I have all the islands there. I have Success Island, Hope Island, Neff Nation, Fitch Slap Island, which you don't know the Fitch Slap. I want to get into your brain. Right? You want to come in? Here, here's the ear. Just know, come on in, girl. No, is there room? Because my, you sound like me because my wife's like, you have so much, like every moment of every second of every hour, there's something. I said, there is. Right? Something. right? Look, this is Fitchipelago. Oh, I, I love it. I love it. Wow. <laughs> so it's, you know, and that's what it's designed to, to give people some humor. There's one of the places is called um, Bully Bay, which is on eviction aisles where you evict the bullies, you know? And so we know that we have to protect um, we have to protect our vulnerability and we've got to protect ourselves. And by doing that, we need to band together and find a tribe of people that are like us, that respect us and that treat us with dignity and respect and, and, and help us recognize that you are enough just the way you are. So for the parents who are struggling, right, there's in a victim bully in your head, one, step one in evicting the bully, because there's a bully of doubt in your mind, fear, doubt, and shame is definitely attacking you when your kid's being attacked because you feel like you could have done a better job and what should you have done and you feel like you didn't protect them. And so step one here, you're going to love this girl. Watch. Not today, bully. Not today. <laughs> like you have it. to step up and say, like not it. today. Not today. Because we have to make a difference. We have to start verbalizing it because inside the bully just, pulls up, 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 know. you know, about how bad we are. We got to tell, mm -mm, not today. Not today. I, I have it. people all over the world sending me videos because I call that their super stance. I say, send me your super stance. And they send me these videos. Not today, boy. Not today. So, you know, Do you ever come, that's, come to Texas ever? Because I live in San Antonio. 
I used to live in Grand Prairie, but it was a long time ago. I was, I was a little on at that time, but um, I do come to Texas sometime. And as a matter of fact, if I get a speaking engagement out there, I'll have to make sure, or if you know of some around the area, hook me up and then we'll definitely get together and do a live yeah, podcast. Cause, cause I was going to say, maybe we could do like a, we could tag team and do like a bullying, like something because like, you yeah, said, I, I started my, my workshops because nobody was doing it. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. They're like, well, you're a doctor. Mm-hmm. I said, but what? what is the limit of being a doctor? Like what, what is the limit to being a doctor? Mm -hmm. Is preventative medicine not part of being a doctor? So if I can stop the child from getting, Mm -hmm. cutting before they get to you, haven't I done my work? It's not all about, you know, I need the kids to take the vaccine. So we need to, you know what? We could actually do something together because I'm supposed to be coming to Tampa with my parenting your teen workshop, which I know is not my Uh but I don't know. It's in Florida. <laughs> I'm in Cal- I'm in Southern California. Yes. Yeah, so, so that's good. So not to, not today bully. And that's, that's it. That's it for the parents. And then what about step one? Oh, step one. Oh, wow. How many? That's step one. Wow. So there's 12 steps in the okay. bully eviction process. It's we'll all do, about. We'll do step one you know. because step yeah. one, at least, at least the mom has built up enough courage even to say that. And that's, that's important. The yeah. first step is what I call the inertia step. Is the one that, yes, uh, let me do it. Okay, if you can do that, then you can do all the others. And then, mm-hmm. hopefully, and then what is your favorite, what do you do for your own self, for your own, you know, to rejuvenate, to, to stay energetic like this? You know, I, the writing is so fun for me. I, like I said, these books, writing a book a month, and they're not little books. They're, you know, they're 80,000 words. So, you know, this, I'm writing one of these every month for this year. I know, but I'm super organized and focused. You know, I've been, I started my first business when I was 12. So I love the theme though. I love the theme. And then the fact that you're so creative. I'm just, I'm a very focused Focused. um, individual. I have, and it's just easy. The writing is just so easy. The words just come to you. You don't have to. uh, It just, they just come. And, so um, writing yeah, for so, you, okay. So writing is good. Fun. I had another mom who said I love to scrapbook. Oh my gosh, I'm a scrapbooking fool. I love to scrapbook. Really? Hey, find what it is that works for you and do it. I did scrapbooking yeah. a little bit once upon a time, but I don't know. I outgrew it, but that's good. I stopped doing it. I just oh, don't you go there, outgrow. You don't I outgrow don't. scrapbooking. We'll talk about that next time, Doctor Lulu. I will. I, will. <laughs> I promise. Right you after. You were overwhelmed I, by it. Right that's after, what happened. But it was. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it, though. That's a great. Yeah, I taught. I did I, for seventeen years. That's what I did for a living. I taught people how to do it. Wow! The because right. they were overwhelmed. They yeah. felt like it was homework. And then when I taught them how to do it in fifteen minutes a day, they were like, "Oh my gosh, oh, I love it!" And I have to tell you, since we're mentioning that, that's one of the things that helped my son. He pulls out his baby album, and it's a lot of stories. And he goes, "Mom, you really loved me a lot." Oh. You know, so so stories they really help. They really help, you know, especially when kids are being bullied so they can see the happy and the joy and, and that, you know, people care about them. And especially if you're a speaker too, you need those stories, you know, to connect. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I think the last thing was, I mean, you've told us what we can do. Did you say, did you say vickyfitch.com slash 5k as in kilo? Yeah. 5k. Cause I call them the Fitch 5,000. Okay, I would sure. say I'm that's helping. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then, so not today, bully, and, and that's, that's planning. And then, of course, writing and scrapbooking. My goodness. That sounds like a good place to stop for today. I think okay. whoever listened to this episode, you're like, wow, these two ladies are just, go- we've never met each other before. You know, sometimes you just connect. And if you connect, you connect. I mean, what are you going to You do? wanted me to tell them, you forgot, you wanted me to tell them about the URNF campaign and what we're doing on 
National Stop Bullying Day, which is October yes. 9th, right? So October 9th is National uh, Stop Bullying Day, and it is also um, Bring Your Teddy Bear to Work or School Day. So we have created a bear with the You Are Enough um, shirt on the bear, and we are selling them as a fundraiser for the You Are Enough campaign. Um, so we can get into more schools, so we can get into more places and help children and adults. We want, I even do it in prisons, you know, because in prison, a lot of people made some bad choices. It hurts, yes, it hurts. Pain, you know, they're in I pain. So that's, so that's what we're doing. And if they're interested in that, they can go to vickypitch.com slash you are enough, and they can purchase the bears there. Um, they can see what, what's going on with the you are enough campaign. They can let us know if they have a school or an organization. Um, I do it in churches, schools, uh, you know, Fortune 500 companies because I, I vary it. I don't wear the Hope costume and the and Fortune 500. Oh, bullying goes on because bullying goes on, goes on at work. Bullying goes on at yes. work. Let's face it, bullying goes on everywhere. Oh. And um, I I, in, in March, I did a, a talk at the UT Austin to the students on the National Women's International Women's Day about women and 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 and, and mental health and workplace mental whatever balance or something. But I talked to them about the fact mm -hmm. that you need to be careful that that your coworker are they a bully? I mean, do you if you ever right. if you ever go there that have that feeling? Of, was that was she supposed to do that? Be careful about that person. Because that's, the, mm -hmm. do a little bit, and then the next time they do a little bit more, and then a little bit more, and a little bit more. We just had that nurse who, I think she killed herself, it was in the UK, from, she said it was mm -hmm. bullying at work. Bullying at work is what she said. So there's yeah. bullying everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. right. Wow, Vicky, this has been awesome. It has been wonderful. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Thank you for inviting me. You were amazing. I love the work that you do. I definitely believe that the harvest is plenty and the laborers are scant, very, very few. And you, my dear, you are doing your part in your own little corner. And I love it. I love it. We are destined to do great things. We just, we just, we got to, we got to find something. We're going to sink together and we're going to, it's going to be big. We're going to do it bigly. <laughs> bigly. I like it, girl. We're going to do it bigly. <laughs> I cannot believe I just caught a DT. Oh my God. Oh. But, um, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it. She came here. She laid it all on the table. She, we touched on so many things. If you're a parent and you're listening to us, hopefully you got the energy. Hopefully you felt the, the passion in each of us and, and our need and our want and our love to make a difference in your kids' lives and our kids' lives. Indeed, you only live once and you want to be known for blazing a trail and leaving a path and lighting a light, putting a light that people can see your path and follow it to wherever. So, Miss Vicky Fitch, I know you are doing things bigly. I know our paths are going to cross again. First of all, when you come back for page two of your story, but also forever and ever. She touched on October 9th. So don't forget National Bullying Day and National Bring Your Teddy to, to Work Day. Don't forget that. Also, one of, her, one of the quotes that I, I got today was, Mom, I don't want to wake up in the morning, is what her son says. That is one of the most painful things to hear. And the fact that the expert, she's the expert in empathy. So she definitely is saying that she knows what, um, what it takes to help people feel better. Her son is 17 years old. 
He was once upon a time the happiest kid in the world. And some kids try to break him. They try to break him. But so help me, God. So help us, God. They're not going to survive. She's an author, a speaker, extraordinaire. I have to say that. I could tell already just from, just from listening to you. Thank you so much, Vicky. I love Yana. You are not alone. I love that. I love that. I love that. And the, most, the two most important words in bullying are stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I have learned so much. Walk away with the person and use your cell phone to call 911 and not to take pictures. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. So hurt people that aren't heard. Hurt people. Right? Love it. Boom. Like mm-hmm. a mic drop. Yes. <laughs> On that note, we're going to drop the mic right there, you know. Go, y'all, go get the, the book, the book called Evict the Bully in Your Head and all the others, okay? How about we call it Evict the Bully in Your Head and Other Stories? Go get all 12 of them and give it for on the 12 days of Christmas, you know, something. And let's put Vicky Fitch on the bigger map out of her little island, which I love. So y'all remember, parenting is the hardest thing you ever did, but it's also the best thing you can ever do. So go out there and make me proud. I'll see y'all later. Bye.